from the newsroom of the Red and Black, I'm Kira Posey, and this is The Front Page. On today's Thursday, February 13th edition, co-host Luke Guillory and sports editor Andy Walsh will talk about Donnell Gresham Jr., a basketball player who transitioned into a vegan lifestyle last year. But first, we'll look at some of this week's news. From the news desk, animal carcasses were found on the porch of UGA Kai Sai's fraternity house last Friday morning. The perpetrators are unknown, and the investigation is still ongoing. From the sports desk, the Georgia softball team opened its season with five wins in five games. And the Georgia equestrian team went from practicing in sunny 70-degree weather to competing against Auburn in the snow this past Saturday. They ultimately lost the match. And from the Culture Desk, check out our coverage and video of the UGA Hacks Hackathon, where 500 attendees packed the Miller Learning Center for 36 hours of coding and workshops. And we're here with Assistant Sports Editor Andy Walsh to speak about his profile on Donnell Gresham Jr., who is the only graduate transfer on the University of Georgia basketball team. But Andy, your article focuses on some other stuff. So what's the story here with Donnell? Um, so with uh, Gresham, he uh, he's a vegan, uh, but also he's one of the only like really experienced players on the team um, and that plays with um, his transition from moving to Georgia from Boston and Northeastern, but also becoming a vegan. He is coming here as a graduate student from Northeastern University in Boston. Uh, did you talk to him about that transition and why he made that? Well, obviously he redshirted his sophomore year, so uh, he had an extra year of eligibility after he graduated. So um, I think the big thing that drew him here was Tom Crean. Um, Tom Crean, like in his, in his second year, he's rebuilding a program, and I think he he said himself that he just wanted to be a part of rebuilding that, even if it's for one year, if it's just one year stop. What did Tom Crean have to say about having someone like Gresham come in as a graduate student to be on a team with so many young players? I think he knows it's needed because they only have two other uh, seniors on the team. Um, so having a graduate transfer who actually, with Northeastern, last year he played in the NCAA tournament. So like that's big experience. They played against Kansas, but and I think they they got beat pretty bad. But I think that type of experience is what you need, especially with like eighteen and nineteen year olds who are just learning how to play and how to do it professionally. Your story says he went vegan within a couple months of the time he actually left Boston to come down to Georgia. What did he have to say about that change? I think he just said he wanted some changes to his diet, just because while. He, he never said that um, his past injuries, because the reason why he redshirted his sophomore year was because he got an injury to his hand that he missed the whole year for. He, he obviously said that wasn't the reason, but um, he said that he always, like, had trouble recovering from games, and he would always ache, and, like, his stomach would hurt a lot. So it sort of seemed like the natural progression to, like, try something new, especially, like, going into – uh, new another new thing for him so he just I guess he's taking on a lot of new things so I think that says a lot about him like he's open to doing a lot of things all right Andy well thanks for coming on and talking to us yes thank you for having me so we're here with UGA Athletics Association Director of Sports Nutrition Jana Heitmeyer and I guess just to start off um, what all is included in your job title and for someone who might not know, can you quickly explain like what sports nutrition would 
be and what it involves? So it's a, that's a very loaded question. Um, I would describe it as, we describe it as there's three pillars of what we're doing. So it's sports nutrition side, like the performance nutrition. So the fueling during the game, pregame, postgame, all of that stuff, what they need specifically for themselves to make sure that they are fueled and ready for the actual performance part. So the weight loss, weight gain, all of that stuff ties into that part. Then we have the medical nutrition therapy, which is the, I have allergies, I have some type of medical issue that prevents me from eating either regular food or I just need help navigating food choices. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the food service portion. So that's the fueling stations, the when I'm traveling on the road, the talking to the hotels, coordinating all of that. So anything that has to do with nutrition (laughs) and food and drinks falls into a category for us. Like we are in charge of all of that. And then to get into it kind of on the basketball side, uh, Mm -hmm. specifically with someone like Donnell, how would something like nutrition for a basketball player differ from a different sport? Like, what are you trying to get at with a basketball player's nutrition? So you're just trying to, you're looking at their sport to see what their energy needs are. And then you're trying to make sure they're fueled for the entire time that that is. So for example, if I'm a sprinter and I run the hundred, my competition, like actual competition time is what, like 10 seconds or less, you know, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, but for basketball, you're literally going 40 straight minutes potentially, or just on and off back and forth. So it's just, do we have enough energy to since you have pregame meal, we have it four hours before the game. So do I have enough energy once the game starts to get me to halftime? And at halftime, am I choosing the right stuff to get me through the rest of the game? So I just calories, am I getting enough calories? And hydration is probably the two most important things for them. Am I getting them enough at the times they need it? I read Andy's article and it points out that you spoke with Donnell before he was even here because of special circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, what struck you about him like in that conversation, I guess specifically about him being vegan and coming to play basketball? His maturity, honestly. And I, I, I think I told Andy the same thing. Like it, It's not something that we automatically are like, oh, you want to be vegan? Great. Because it requires a lot of work on our end in terms of finding alternative food options. Like we have to talk to the Georgia Center to make sure that they have food appropriate for him. Like we don't just always have vegan food. Mm -hmm. Do we have enough snacks for him when he travels on the road? Like what foods are we choosing so that he can get the fuel that he needs and he's not left eaten? I mean, there's been times where there's been games where it's like your choice is a garden salad with toast. Like that's what you get. (laughs) And that's not appropriate or fair to him at all. So I think the biggest thing for him was just the maturity and his his reasoning and just the way he thought and just was answering the questions and it just made me think, okay, we can, we can make this work. If you're willing to do this, I'm willing to do this. Like, here's what it's going to take. So have there been like any other basketball players that you've worked with that have been vegan? No. And there are other athletes that are though. There are, there's three other, I actually just looked it up. So there's three other athletes total that we have, um, on campus right now that are vegan, Mm -hmm. more vegetarians, but those are the only vegans. Mm -hmm. And when you're, I guess when you're working with someone like that, you talked about his maturity. Have you ever had someone come in that is like under class kind of like, oh, I'm just going to try it out. And then lots of them. And it lasts approximately one meal. And they're like, this is hard <laughs> and I don't want to do it. And I'm too lazy to go to the grocery store. So it's really just a matter of, OK, you said you want to be vegan. Here's what it's going to entail. You're going to have to cook. You're going to have to go to the, on a dining hall plan or you're going to have to cook yourself. Do you have time to do that? Well, I'm in the dorms. Okay, so here's the next thing you can do. Are you going to be able to do that? And they're like, yeah, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Your mm-hmm. vegetables are going to make up your diet. Are you okay with that? Because you, you don't like vegetables. So yeah. is that going to be something you want to do? Well, you know, it's just <laughs> pointing out all the things that are going to be. It's harder than you think. And just pointing out those factors for them. If it's like, do you really want to have the time to do this? Or is this something we want to do after mm-hmm. you're done? And I think in Andy's thing, Donnell kind of pointed out that um, recovery was a big part of mm-hmm. his thing going vegan. Is that, um, like, what is, if you know, any, like, science behind that? 
I mean, it's just for him because of the difference of availability of proteins mm-hmm. and the amount of protein he needs in the types of foods that he needs. A lot of them have eggs or milk in them. So if I'm serving him, like he can have pasta, but if I'm serving him, like let's say for example, somebody does, let's say on the road for breakfast, we have pancakes. Well, that's made with eggs or milk, so he can't have that. So it's just uh, the recovery portion of it is making sure he's getting the amount that he needs at every meal mm-hmm. and it's harder than just saying oh we'll just have some protein like even the protein powders he can't have protein powders unless it's a vegan protein powder so just making sure that he has opportunities and the chances to be able to do that so he can recover like once he doesn't get calories you're not recovering anyway so mm-hmm. when you like andy's thing also mentions he put on almost like 10 pounds of muscle mm-hmm. mass in that summer uh what changes when you're like preseason, I assume you're trying to bulk, like build mass, and then during the season, it's all about like recovery and then making sure you can sustain it. Right, exactly. I mean, that's exactly right. So all during the pre, like all during the preseason, all we're focused on is we want to get to a baseline by the time season actually starts that is a good place for me to be. And then, so let's say that it's, you know, ten pounds of muscle mass that we're trying to put on. Let's say that we only get five. Okay, well, you're gonna naturally through the season because of the amount of work they're doing, you're gonna naturally start to creep down if we're not doing a good job of maintaining that. And typically across the board, college students and college athletes don't do a good job during the season, so that's our job to step in and say, how are we making sure that we maintain? Are you getting your protein? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting the sleep? That's the stuff that we're focusing on overall. I think for him, or just in general, once we hit season, let's say that he, so he put on, let's say he got to 200 pounds. Our goal then at that point is to make sure that 200 pounds stays the ratio of muscle to fat that it is instead of I'm losing muscle mass now and putting on fat by not eating enough, not getting enough sleep, having too much stress so that it's causing me to store fat just by not getting enough food. Like I'm underfeeding myself. That's going to just translate into fatigue during a game and then making sure like I'm going to be injured by the time Mm -hmm. season or I'm going to get sick. Something's going to happen. I'm just not going to recover that well. So Mm -hmm. overall sports nutrition goal is keeping the people on the court field, whatever, that need to be on the court and field as long as we can through the season. To go back a little bit, Georgia's basketball team, you're shooting for like 4,000 calories, which mm-hmm. is double the nor- like a normal person needs. Depending on the person, yeah. yeah. I mean, we say in, on average around 2,000, 1,800 to 2,000. Mm-hmm. And then I guess with Donnell specifically, is it difficult when you can't just be like, oh, here's like a grilled chicken breast. What are you kind of... Um, what are like the staples of the diet, I guess? So the good part for, this is the hard part about people that want to be vegan or vegetarian is that they aren't willing to try stuff. So they don't want to try tofu because it sounds gross and they don't want to eat beans because they're not good or whatever it is. The good part about him is he's really been willing to try anything. Like he does the vegan protein shakes. If I know that there's no other option for him, let's just send a couple of those as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll do things like oatmeal and make sure that he's getting that. He'll eat tempeh. He'll eat... Mm-hmm tofu he'll eat beans all the time like it's probably his favorite meal that I get him the most is from Barbaritos like just beans beans tofu like that's what we're getting so just I would say those are the main ones overall we're just trying to make sure we get that and then some type of some type of protein at every meal for the most part but then lots of vegetables we do mushrooms we do peppers we do you know pasta lots of pasta so Mm -hmm. does he end up eating like more vegetables than a standard basketball player or uh yes (laughs) the standard basketball player eats maybe our rule is you have to have one bite of a vegetable on your plate (laughs) and you must do it that is our standard rule i would say definitely so (laughs) he does way more than a bite (laughs) uh well that's really all i had thanks for talking to me yeah you're welcome And that was the front page. The show is produced by Luke Guillory and myself, Kira Posey. Grab a print edition of our paper in newsstands on campus or around Athens. Thanks for listening. Hope you tune in next week.